We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and boy, do we have a show for you. We're going to be talking about Sing Street, a beautiful planet against the wild to survive the Serengeti, Albert Up, Up and Away, Lily's Driftwood Bay, and we're all topping it off with the grand epic Captain America Civil War. But now we have a special guest with us. We have voice actor of many characters, including Eggman from Sonic Boom. We have Michael Pollock here. He is with us. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Look, I'm doing the character. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. This is perfect because radio show is a perfect medium for your types of talent, and it's great. Exactly right. I could be in full costume right now, but I'm not. You'd never know. Well, I have to say I am a huge fan of voice actors. They are an interesting group of people, and they're very talented, and you are one of the most, another talented voice actor. You've done so many voices, including narrating for Pokemon, to the classic Eggman from Sonic Boom, which you've demonstrated. So, I want to to get to how and uh, why did you enter the voice acting career? As a kid, I always loved the radio. I would listen to the radio all the time, and I was also, because I was a kid, I would watch cartoons. And I realized that the perfect blending of my love for radio and my love for cartoons would be to be a, a voice actor. Catch as catch can nature of uh, acting both on camera and on stage and in voice only. But eventually the radio career uh, and the radio industry took a turn for the worse as uh, various corporate entities bought up all the radio stations and kicked out all the creative people to the curb. So I took the collection of character voices that I developed while in radio, turned it into a character demo reel, sent it around to places like the producers of Pokemon, and they decided, oh, you should come do voices for us. So that's that's how that started. That's fantastic. Uh I know, like, radio, video killed the radio star, but to be honest, there was also some great, like, internet radio shows such as ours, but I remember I watched, I listened to, I'm blanking on Vincent Price for Suspense Radio, and mm-hmm. I loved listening to him, and it was Fugue and C Minor, which was an amazing radio show, and I, I, I've always enjoyed voice actors because of how they created distinct voices, so as someone such as yourself, how, as, how do you, as a voice actor, create these unique voices for your specific characters? A couple different ways. In the case of Dr. Eggman, for example, it was a sound-alike. They played me recordings of Dean Bristow, the guy who did the character voice before, and said, match that voice. So I started doing my Dean Bristow voice. I'm Dean Bristow. Rah, 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 rah. And eventually, by the time they decided that I was the best Dean Bristow sound-alike, and they had hired me, a couple episodes into dubbing the uh, Sonic X anime that we were dubbing, I changed the character just a bit to suit the comedy of the piece and also to suit my voice a little bit better. But for a brand new character that's never been voiced before, the client, the producer, the folks making the show will have some type of idea. And they'll come to a whole bunch of actors who they'll audition, and they'll see what ideas those actors have. And eventually, whichever... A combination of actor with brilliant ideas with a voice they love 
that's the the uh, person that they'll pick. So for uh, one audition, I remember, for example, Meat in Ultimate Muscle. It's a Japanese anime, and the the original character has a little girl voice, but the character is a little guy in a diaper. So they didn't want to go with the little little girl voice. They said, we don't really know what we want. Maybe we want a truck driver. And I said, you want a truck driver, huh? Here's my truck driver voice. And that's the voice they went with. Now, that's hilarious. And you so the voice acting community is, I would assume, is a different type of community than like filmmaking and like the, the usual acting community. So do you know any other fellow voice actors and how is that community, what is that community like? It's a weird situation because I know a lot of them, but especially when you're dubbing a pre-existing show, dubs usually record separately. So mm-hmm. during most of the stuff we did it for kids back in the day, including Pokemon and Ultimate Muscle and Sonic X, we'd all record in separate little um, appointments, essentially. So I would be booked from 10 to 11, and somebody else would be booked from 11 to noon, someone else would be booked from noon to 1, and we'd see each other as we passing uh, ships in the night. Oh, hi, you're just coming in. Great, I'm just going out. Love to stay in chat, but you got to go. I got to go. Got to go. With <laughs> stuff like Sonic Boom, which we've been doing uh, the past couple of years, we record that together, ensemble style, mostly. The most, most of the cast is in Los Angeles, and I'm recording in New York, but at least we're together over the internet, kind of just like we are now, and we get to act together while being in separate places. And by the time they put it together into a finished cartoon, sounds just like we were together all the time. Well, it sounds like a fun, like, wake up in the morning, go to go to work, and just be in this, like, humble community. And that's what's another great example of the, well, fun entertainment community. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And this show is sponsored by Mac and Moxie in, in, from N-Circle Entertainment. We're also going to be talking about the films Captain America Civil War, Sing Street, A Beautiful Planet, Against the Wild 2, Survive the Serengeti, Albert Up and Up and Away, and Lily's Driftwood Bay. Wow, we have a lot to get through this show. We're going to continue our talk with Mike Pollock, who is part of Sonic Boom. Now, speaking of which, it is this year is the 25th anniversary of Sonic, as I've been told. 25 years of, the, of Sonic, this blue hedgehog character. Who would have thought that he would be around this long? So, tell us about the recent success of Sonic Boom. He's been going strong, and depending on who you ask, been getting stronger. I'd like to think he's been getting stronger. And I've been delighted to be a part of it for the past 12 and a half years now. And a a lot of very talented actors have uh, come and gone through various roles in the Sonic franchise. And I think we've got a tremendous cast right now, the L.A. folks that we were discussing earlier. And for the 25th anniversary, I don't have a lot of details to share. And if I did, I couldn't tell you. But I know that big things are happening. Well, we're going to be excited for that com- for those coming up. So since you've been voicing, you've been in the Sonic family for a while now with different platforms such as uh, video games to other television shows, what does Sonic Boom do for the so- uh, for the Sonic community? Sonic Boom has taken all the characters that that folks know and love, and taken them in a really new direction. It's a really more of a situation comedy, a sitcom, but it just happens to be animated with the Sonic characters. We do a lot of really clever comedy in eleven minute episodes. Some really smart adult. Uh, oriented stuff so you can watch it with you, with mom and dad and they'll enjoy it too it's really great fun to take the stereotypical villain character that people would expect Dr. Eggman to be and show how in his off time he's just a crotchety old neighbor who never gets uh, any respect around the community so the character has definitely made some changes over the years yep and not everyone's happy about the changes but too bad for them I am 
Well, as long as you're happy with the character, especially since, I mean, you voiced this character for a while now, so you know, you you, you love Eggman. You, it's your character you've had for a while, so as long as you're happy with it, I feel like the audience should respect your judgment for it. And I, I've seen a couple of episodes, and yes, it's a new style. It's more of a colorful kind of, yes, situation comedy, but it's fun to see these characters, that these characters like Sonic, because I watched the, the 90s show, which was um, Sonic AMF, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I love that show. And watching this, it's a great like way for a new generation to be introduced to Sonic character in a television outlet. Sure. And times change, styles change, tastes <laughs> change, and the Sonic franchise changes with the times. And I'm really proud of what we've done with what we've done with it. I'm a little biased, but uh, I have no regrets. Well, you should. It's really I really do enjoy the show. So voice acting. I know a few people who want to go into it and they're thinking about entering the career. So, what kind of advice would you give for people who are looking into the voice acting career? Remember that the important part of voice acting is the acting part. So do any kind of theater you can get your hands on. Community theater is great. School theater is excellent. Um, If you can take some uh, theater courses, maybe at a local community college, or if you want to even go to school and major in theater, go right ahead. Because by the time you get into that recording booth, it's just you and the director and maybe some producers behind the glass. But they're expecting not necessarily a video game player. They're expecting a first-rate, top-notch actor. So you've got to go in and act like like there are no obstacles in, in front of you and act like an idiot if that's what they want because they're paying for you to perform. you got to give them what they want. Go all out. Now, yeah. I know this may be a hard question, and you may be a bit biased, but what would you say besides Dr. Eggman is one of your favorite characters to voice? I tend to like characters who make me laugh. So the meat uh, voice that we discussed from Ultimate Muscle, I've got a chance to play a bunch of different characters with a very similar voice. For example, for Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, not the most popular cartoon in the world, but I played uh, the character of Bonaparte in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. And if you listen, Bonaparte is very much like meat, but he's got more of a, let's say, a feminine quality to his voice. Then also I did a very similar character in Gogo Riki, which was a Russian cartoon until we dubbed it in English. And Big O'Riki was the name of the character, and it was kind of much like me, but sort of a little more refined and not so truck drivery. But the same gravelly type of voice. And just that voice coming out of any character will make me laugh. Well, it certainly makes your audience, and especially me, laugh. So thank, thank you. you very much, Mike, for talking with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for asking. My pleasure. I guess talking's my job, so what better place to do it than here? Perfect. Well, be sure to go check out Sonic Boom. It's on Cartoon Network and also other channels, so go check your local listings to go check out Sonic Boom. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Mac and Moxie from N-Circle Entertainment. Also, Sonic Boom will be at our kids' first film festival, so please go check it out. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We were talking to Michael Pollock about all his fantastic work, and right now we're going to talk to you about the new film Captain America Civil War with Ryan. So, Ryan, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. By the way, Ryan is from Mozana Grande, and he is 12. So, Ryan, what did you think of this film? I thought of it as a great and fantastic film. And can you tell us the story of the film? So, the story, well, it's, I feel like it was very detailed and it was extended and like extended and very detailed so the beginning of the movie kind of caused how the story happened so it started with and the avengers pretty much besides thor and hulk are there and the government is saying that they have to like i guess work with the government and i guess in a way ask permission to use their powers and captain america like a hundred percent disagrees and then another story plot that comes into this is that bucky is accused of doing a crime and captain america thinks he didn't do it but the government doesn't even care and takes consideration of what's going on and then that's how they, I guess, connect together both of the stories. I mean, like the plot. Yeah, and by the way, for people who don't remember, Bucky was the Winter Soldier from the previous film, and Captain America is played by Chris Evans. So this film's length, I watched it too. It's two and a half hours long. It's a very long film. And do you think that's a little too long for its story, or do you think it's perfect? It was perfect. I, I didn't, like, I wish there was more. That's how I felt. I didn't feel like... It was rushed, I felt like it was a good pace, and I wanted more, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I have to agree with you, because it is two and a half hours long, but the story is really complex and really detailed, so I think if they tried to rush it, it would have been really bad. And since this is a superhero film with fighting and a whole bunch of cool weapons, what did you think of the special effects? The special effects were great. I liked it when they used Ant-Man's special effects and made him look small and big. I like how he makes Scarlet Witch, like, her effects of using power is great, too. Uh, the special effects looked amazing. Now, I said previously, and you also said it, that's a very detailed story. Do you think there's too much happening in the story for just one film? And do you think it can get confusing at times? Uh, at first, 
the first half it was like sort of confusing because like every five minutes it was like oh they're in New York five minutes later they're in Cleveland five minutes later like I felt like it was confusing because in the beginning of the film it wasn't very clear about like why they included it and then it went into present day and then it kind of was like a little bit all over the place it's like the first half and the second half it kind of explained why it was a little bit all over the place and do you think that confusing parts in the beginning took away from the quality of the film at first yes but when you see the entire film it kind of makes more sense and it'll just make the film like better that you understand everything in the film so a big part of any superhero film is the fight scenes and fight scenes take a lot to make they take choreography special effects sound effects they take so many different aspects now the fight scenes i thought they were spectacular in this film but what did you think i have to say that the fight scenes were amazing because something i enjoyed in the fight scenes were the special effects and also how they added humor in spider-man's character because in the trailers you see Spider-Man and he did a great job, I have to say. I'm going to give props to him. The actor's name is... Tom Holland. Yeah, he did an amazing job, I have to say. His performance was amazing. It made me speechless and it was amazing. And then the fight scene, I want to get back to that. I want to get off topic. I, le- I liked how they used special effects, as I said before. And I want to add on about the choreography. It was great. And, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. And today we will talk about Sing Street, A Beautiful Planet, Against the Wild 2, Survive the Serengeti, Albert Up, Up and Away, and also Lily's Driftwood. But before we get to any of those fantastic films and shows, we're going to continue talking to Ryan about the new film, Captain America Civil War. Right now we're talking about the fight scenes and the choreography and the effects and how Spider-Man and all of that was amazing. So I have to ask you, of all the superheroes, Spider-Man, Black Panther, which one was your favorite? My favorite? I would say Spider-Man and Scarlet Witch. Spider-Man because I love the humor Oh, how I just loved it because he was funny and talent. I feel like if they made a spinoff, you do an amazing job. And also, Scarlet Witch is my favorite because I love how they show her as a teen in the film, so the young adult, and see how she shows how she is struggling as a teen. I think she's 16 in the film? I'm not sure. I know that they say she's a teenager. And Ryan, I know that's going to be a hard question, but what do you think is your favorite scene? Oh, this is a tough one because there's so many. My favorite scene would have to be fight scene. Can I pick two? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, my favorite scene is the fight scene and scene that's in every Marvel movie after the credit because I want to say something quickly that after the credits there are scenes in Marvel movies and that is not spoiled. and I love the fight scene because it was good and credit scene I don't want to say why is my favorite because it might be a spoiler so I love the fight scene because as Seth Ward it was detailed great and I love how they showed Spider-Man in action and I also loved it because of the tumor, and it also showed new characters like Ant-Man, Black Panther, and Scarlet Witch. It showed all the new characters that are new to the Avengers. So, we've been talking about Spider-Man a lot, and I want to ask you something. Have you seen any of the other Spider-Man movies, like the Amazing Spider-Man movies a few years ago, and 
the Spider-Man movies in the early 2000s. Have you seen any of them? Yeah, I actually seen. I've seen the original that was made in the early 2000s. I saw the Amazing Spider-Man, all the first and second one. My question is, what do you think of this Spider-Man? Because unlike the other Spider-Mans, to me, he feels like it feels like he's much younger. He's supposed to be a lot more kind of innocent, like new to this whole superhero thing than the others. What do you think of that? I think that he is an amazing, I guess, like Spider-Man actor because he is like up tempo unlike the other spider-man they had like only like a few last but this one he kind of made it more like the cartoon series and made it more like have a little bit more jokes and make it more i guess more entertaining for like younger viewers and it was just great that they i guess made the spider-man younger because it showed it shows him from growing from i guess I think a sophomore to a senior. And I also like that, and I see what you mean with animated series. Now, how many stars do you give this film out of five? I give it five out of five stars because this film, I guess, at first, when I first, like in the first half of the week, I was like, eh, I'm not sure about this, but the second half made it all better. It left me, was, it left me shocked. It had twists and turns, and... I can't wait for the next Captain America movie. But something that I do want to say is I feel like it should be called Avengers. Cause it, because it's, if you can't think of it, it's sort of like an Avengers movie than a Captain America movie. But I think it's following Captain America's perspective so I can see why. You know, honestly, not that too. Maybe Avengers or like they did Batman versus Superman do like Captain America versus Iron Man. Because that's pretty much what it was. I agree with you on that aspect now a few times in this film they have songs like they just do a song here and there to kind of make it go smoother what did you think of the soundtrack the soundtrack i'm not actually sure because i can't remember i'm not sure did they i'm not sure if they sang a song in the film not like saying just like oh, background sing, music oh, uh-huh. i thought you meant like singing uh the soundtrack like the instruments i felt like it made the scene more action like it had it added more action to it because usually music, that's what it does sometimes. Because usually music without, like, an, a fight scene without music kind of makes it seem, like, quiet. All you hear is, like, punches and wah, wah, wah. And it just makes it sound quiet. And the music just made it more action and adventure. And it just, like, also made it a little bit more catchy. And that and that's it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Captain America Civil War. Let's take a Take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you can check out this film in theaters now. You're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions, and this show is sponsored by Mac and Moxie from Encircle Entertainment. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Show the world your smile Be the star you are 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. We just talked about Captain America Civil War, and right now we're going to talk about Sing Street, and we're going to be talking to Giselle, who is 16 from Miami. How are you doing, Giselle? Very well. Thank you for asking. So, what did you think of this film? I absolutely loved it. It was so well done. And can you tell us the story of this film? Well, it's pretty much a group of teenagers, and they're all in the same standards, and they come together to form a band and yeah now this film takes place not recently it takes place in the 1980s how do you think they did like historically do you that th- it look like the 1980s to you i really do the form they dressed the way people acted actually there is some morals to it and that really it was it was very well done the way they presented it and this is like kind of comedy, but and also drama. What do you think there's more drama or do you think there's more comedy? I think there's a well balance of them both, but I think more comedy because they involve more funny. They're yeah, they're more charismatic, the actors. And also there's some more romantic aspects of the film, like characters getting together. And it's very hard to do romance correctly. Sometimes it can get too cheesy or too fake. How did they do in this film? This film, small details did make it cheesy, but it was it it described a teenager's life and how being in love can go both ways. So you think the cheesiness kind of actually fit with the film? Yes, I do. And this is also a musical film. You said they were making a band and all of that. So how did they do with the music? The music, it was it was such a good detail they included in it. I loved it. Music was actually very I liked it. It was good. And what did you think of the acting? We have a kid stars like like just for example, we have Ferrado Walsh Pilo who plays Cosmo, Aiden Gillen who plays Robert and a few other actors. So how did they do? I think they did very well. In particular, the main actor who played as Cosmo. He did a very good job. And can you tell us about Cosmo? What did he do a good job at? He was very involved into his character. When it got to those emotional parts, I'm not going to spoil some scenes, but he was very into it, and it seemed like it felt real. That's good. It's always nice to see when an actor really blends with their character. And how many stars do you give this film out of five? I give it five out of five stars, actually. And why is that? Because it it really did represent 
that that style of life and the morals really did engage me now what did you think of directing like the camera shots the costumes like how do you think everything put together everything put together was very well done the shots were varied and you really it was well done it was very well edited as well now how were the sets because judging from the trailers and a few other clips it looked like this film took place in pretty interesting unique areas in ireland in the 1980s so what did you think of the set the, sh the design and all of that the set design really did go well with the movie theme it was a rural area you saw how poor that community that part of ireland was and how hard it was to do anything and really all the all the parts of the movies involve this and it really goes with the theme. Now you mentioned earlier when you're talking about the story, what did you thought what you thought about the film? That there were actual morals in the story. So can you tell us about those morals? Well, back then, for example, the 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 school they went to was very religious and they were very in strict with respect. So in particular, when there was a scene that the main actor Cosmo went to school with makeup to make an image for himself when he became began singing. And they were very harsh on him when they saw him being a male wearing it. And that shows how you shouldn't, that was wrong. And yeah, also there's another part where there's a moral to it. And it was to never do anything halfway, do it, all, do it right the first time done. It. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Sing Street. Very quickly, what age rating do you give this film? I give this film, I recommend it for kids around the ages 14 to 18. Thank you very much. If you'd like to see this film, it is in theaters near you now. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and now I'm going to switch it to my buddy Kiefer, and he is going to be talking about Against the Wild 2 Survival of the Serengeti. Here we go, Kiefer. Thank you very much, Jerry. Yes, I'll take it from here. I'm going to be talking to Morgan, who is 11 and a half years old, from California, about Against the Wild to Survive the Serengetis. Tell me about what you thought of this film. Thank you. Well, thanks so much. This film is actually about two kids named Emma and Ryan, and they're both trying to survive the Serengeti because they're going to go on this amazing trip for the weekend to go and see their dad, who's temporary temporarily put in Africa. And so they go, and they go on this plane ride, and then the plane crashes and since the pilot is really injured and he can't help them anymore, they basically like have to go on this adventure and find safety and try and survive the Serengeti with only one help of a dog. Now, this looks like a, this is a sequel, obviously, and the first Against the Wild. Now, I'm sorry, I kind of find it funny that, oh no, the two kids have to go against the wild yet again. It's just like, okay, these, these kids have a stroke of bad luck. But... Did you watch the previous Against the Wild? I've actually not seen the first one. So how did that affect your understanding of the story? You know what? There was actually really good understanding. Like, I don't even think you have to watch the first one if you don't want to. Because the second one, it like just picks up with them going to a trip. And it doesn't really start off with them in the Serengeti. So you already know like what's happening. It's not confusing at all. Good to know. So if you want to go check it out. If you haven't seen Against the Wild, please go check out Against the Wild 2. If you haven't seen it. So, uh, Morgan, there was some beautiful shots of the Serengeti here. So, what do you think about locations where they filmed? OMG, the cinematography was gorgeous. I want to say kudos to them because they actually got aerial plane views of all these amazing animals. And we got to see the 
a waterfall even and crocodiles and all kinds of cool animals and everything. And I was like, the locations were just awesome. I was like ooing and aahing every single minute that we got to see a really cool thing. I was like, wow. And I kind of felt like I was going on this adventure with them. I like literally grabbed my safari hat in the middle of the movie and was like, okay, let's do this. That's fantastic. Now, there's also many animals near us from the train I saw, from elephants to lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. So what do you think about the training of the animals in this film? The animals, I want to say kudos to them, even though they can't understand English. If you could, well, then kudos to you as well. They were really great because they really portrayed their characters well. And, like, that was just simply amazing what they did. And I was like, wow, and that was just really cool. And... Like, I loved the parts where they had the lions and the crocodiles, like, come and eat the kids, and then the kids had to, like, get fire, or the dog saved them or something, and I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. Sorry, you I'm said like, they, eat, they ate the kids. I'm like, that scared me for a moment. Like, wait, they only ate the kids? That's a short movie. Yeah, don't worry. Know that, but I wonder how they trained the animals, because... Those animals like, had to get something good because they did an amazing job. And then like, we got to see hippos even, and they had their little ears, and I was like, yay! And we also got to see alligators, and like I said, we also got to see giraffes, and gazelles, wildebeests, and zebras, and elephants. We got to see elephants even. I was like, wow! And they had to ride the elephant and everything, and it was like, really cool. Well, and I plus, you see hyenas. That was, like, really cool when they fought them with the fire. Hyenas, too. Look at all these animals. We have almost all the animals here in this film. It's packed full of your favorite African animals. So, there's also some really... Those, the kids in this pretty much have to... They're surviving the wilderness, pretty much. So, what do you think about the acting of the kids? Well, Ryan, who is played by John Paul Rattan, and Emma, who plays Ella Valentina, were actually great. And I really like their acting. And one of my reasons why Emma is my favorite character is because she so she shows like a kind of a sweet side, but she's also like very worried and scared because she's like, oh my gosh, I might never see my family again or my friends. And she wants to really go back home. And also she shows like girl power and how she she's very witty and she's very, very smart as well. And I, I applaud that. I definitely applaud that. Well, you gotta be smart if you're gonna survive a place in Africa, my word. That's what, I love movies about Survivor. I've said multiple times, it's just fun to see how people use their, use their skills and use their natural instincts to survive in these harsh environments. So, what would you say the message that this movie is trying to convey? Um, one of the messages that I saw was that Family is always very important because it was kind of like based on them trying to find their family and also their mom and dad trying to find them. And also, I think another another good example would be that they just really want to go back home. And also, I think that the other lessons would be get along because the brother and sister at first fought a lot and then they like knew that they had to depend on each other and they were like, okay, now we really need to get along and get our heads in the game. And that I liked. Well, that's fantastic. So uh, how many stars would you give this and what is the age range? Well, I gave, I would give this four and a half stars. I mean, the film was great, but it had a little bit of continuity issues because mm-hmm. she had a scar because of the plane crash and he kept on moving from right to left cheek. And also there were fires and I was like, no, they're going to start a brush fire. But I understand because they were trying to survive the wild wilderness. And 
the age range I would have to say would be six and up because a lot of people would love this, including older people. But younger kids might think that the real animals are a bit too scary when they try and eat the kids and stuff. So like, oh no, and that might really freak them out. Well, that's fantastic, Morgan. Thank you so much for talking about Against the Wild Two. This th- this film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper C. Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Mac and Moxie from N Circle Entertainment. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We talked about a whole bunch of fantastic films. Most recently, we talked about the film Against the Wild 2, Survive the Serengeti. But right now, we're going to talk about Albert Up, Up, and Away with Morgan. How are you doing, Morgan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Morgan is 11 and from Los Angeles. So, what did you think of the film? I actually thought this film was really cute because it had a little bit of vaudeville comedy to it. And at the same time, I was, like, yelling at the screen, and I was laughing through almost the entire movie. And all that, but I got to learn a couple of new words to add to my dictionary, like cheeky. I like I'm using that word like almost every day. Like I'm like, you're so cheeky, and like everybody would look at me weird, and I'm like, 
I got it from the movie, and they'd be like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And I'll be honest, when I was watching a few clips from the film, I felt like the audio felt mixed up and a little cut, roughly. Did you feel that way, or do you think it was smooth? I think the audio was pretty smooth. It, it flowed together beautifully. And what did you think of the story? The story I thought was really cute, because it's about a little boy who ruins this town statue when he was like a baby, and he's like... His parents think he's wonderful and everything, but, like, he ruins his statue, and everybody hates him for it, because it was, like, their most pride possession. So he says, you know what? I'm going to make you a new statue, and it's going to be of me. I'm going to be the balloon captain. I'm going to go on this mission and make up for my debt. And he does this with his friend, and, like, the two of them go on this adventure to become balloon captains and have fun and make up for Albert's debt. Now, you mentioned this is a really cute film, and judging by the story, it sounds like it's meant for younger kids. Do you think that it's meant for younger kids? Oh, no, I don't. I mean, I think that the age range would probably be 5 through 100, honestly, because my mom liked this a lot, and it's 5 and up. So I really do like this, and my mom liked it as well. And I just liked it, and I'm 11, because it showed a couple of good messages, like friendship is very important and many others. And also... It just was really cute, and it put together really beautifully. It does sound like it was put together very nicely. Is there a soundtrack in this film? Yes, there's a little bit of music to this film. And I liked the music. I thought it was really good. I liked the way that they added to the scenes, because during the dangerous scenes, they'd add a little bit of danger music. And when they were, like, a little bit less dangerous, they would add soft melodies. The animation in this film looks very unique. What did you think of the animation? I loved the graphics and all the details that went into the village scenes. It was crisp and clear and had a lot of incredible dimension to it, which you barely ever get to see. And I rewatched the scene when Albert went flying down a hillside into a barrel, which smelled like fish. And then you, and then you got to watch Paris and everything, and I was like, and it was just so beautiful because I've always wanted to go and see the Eiffel Tower and all that. And I was like, wow. And to see them draw it like so imperfect. They had it with just no imperfections, actually. I was like, wow. And that was just really cool how they got to be able to do that. It sounds beautiful. And that is your favorite scene? Yes, that is actually. And I laughed a lot during this film. And I would actually give this four and a half hot air balloon stars floating in the mist. And why not uh, five hot air balloon stars? Well, you know what? I have to say that, like, I didn't really understand the pirates sometimes. I mean, even though they were amusing and had comedic lines, I kind of didn't like the fact about that. I was like, why can't you just name them crooks? But then again, they were trying to pose for the children. And you mentioned comedy several times. Can you talk to us about the comedy? Is it original? Is it entertaining? It's vaudeville. I have to say, in one word, vaudeville comedy, because the pirates were amusing in their comedic lines. And every once in a while, the henchmen would, like, try and say what they really were, and the main guy would be like, no, don't say that, don't say that, we don't want to ruin it. And it kind of reminded me of, like, comedy, like I said. And he wanted to boo when I saw them, and I was, like, going to scream, no, Albert, don't do it. And the villains, they're just villains that you love to hate. Like, there's so many things that you love to hate. And you could tell that they, what they were planning. And I was just screaming, like, don't do it. But I understand this, and that's one of the reasons why I like this film, is because children want to trust everybody. We are innocent, and we think everybody else has good hearts. And this actually was another lesson. Don't trust everybody you meet. Like, give it some time before you really trust them. Because 
they might end up making you do something that you don't want to do and you'll regret later on in life. I think that's a very good moral. I agree with that 100%. Thank you so much for talking to me about Albert Up Up in a way. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we talked about so many movies, but we just recently talked about Albert Up Up in a way. And we're going to continue talking to Morgan about a different film, Lily's Driftwood Bay Meet Lily. So... Morgan, what did you think of this? I thought this film was really cute. It taught a great many of lessons. And it's about a little girl who, like, creates little things out of things that she finds on the shore. And I love this about Lily is that she can create, like, a million different things for one object. And then, like, she goes and plays with her new treasure in a little place that she made up with all these adorable little animals that she created and she gets to play with them as well as using her new treasure now this animation looks so amazing and unique and beautiful and i know i said that about the previous one but this just is very unique very different than anything i've seen before what did you think of the animation well on the box i was a little scared that was going to be puppets but then i was like really amused by the animation because you get such a different variety. Like, the bowl is made out of silly strings. The mice were just so cute, and they were, like, so tiny. And then you could see that the chicken was a cup, and then the little cow had her dress made out of the teacup, like part of a teacup that was broken. And not only that, but you could also tell that she was a paper doll, and that was very amusing to me. And you could see that Salty, the sea dog, was made out of rocks. And, like, I just love the animation because it, really seemed like something that a child would imaginate with using common objects. And using your imagination is one of the lessons in this, and I think that they did a great job of showing that in this day. Now, something that usually, I assume this is a kid's show, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually kid's shows have morals. What Was there any moral in this series? Like I said, be creative and use your imagination, as well as if you, if you really feel bad about something, you need to say you're sorry if you know you were wrong. And when you lose something, it's always better and easier to find it when with help from others, especially if you can't sleep without it. Like, I'm that person with my stuffed animals. I have to have them. And you should say you're sorry if you're wrong, like I said. And friendship is important. And you should be creative and use your imagination. And you should always put things back where they belong so you can find them later. I think those are fantastic morals. Now, how many stars do you give this? I would give this four shining starfish because it was a cute show. And the writers did a great job because they talked to you like you actually were a normal person. They had a real conversation with you. And I uh, like that when people do that. Because most kitty shows, like, they want to do those highest pitch squeaky voices. Like, ah, I'm like, eh. And that made it a bigger age range as well. And I do also, like- the episodes, one of the reasons why I didn't give it the two other stars were the episodes were sh- so short. I thought this was a little bit too short because in my favorite ep- episode, Bulls Might Fly... I was in love with it, and then, like, it ended, and I was laughing on the floor, and I was like, darn, I was just starting to get into this. And I understand that because littler kids, which this is a great audience for, like, two through seven, they would probably like that because then they could watch the episodes, and they could, like, that's their attention span, really. They could watch that, and they'll be like, okay, let's wait and give a break, and then we'll come back and pick it up. But it was cute because I liked it, and I think that other people like it as well because of the animation and everything. And because it was too short, that's why I didn't give it five stars. I gave it four. So you think the length, they kind of fit the genre soon, so it was meant for little kids and all of that? Yes. Now, how, do, how is the voice acting? We have stars like Orlog O'Keefe, who's playing Lily, and Peter Mullen, who's playing Salty Dog. How did they do voice acting? They did great. I mean, the voice acting was really cute because 
you could almost tell the characters and where they're from and stuff. Like, you could tell that Salty was a sea dog because he had that rough accent, like, he was a captain of a ship. And then Lily had an Irish brogue so that we could tell she's Irish. And I liked that when they had such a different variety of different accents and different voices. So that way it would be, like, kind of more fun for children because then they'd be like, ah, and they'd be laughing at this character because their accent. And also that's kind of educational because then they could find out what that accent was. Like, they'll be like, why does she talk so funny? And then their mom or whatever would be like, oh, honey, that's an Irish brogue or that's a, what a captain would sound like. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Not a lot of kids shows do that. I think that's very unique. So what do you think, what were the actual like, episode stories? You kind of talked about the, what the series was about. It was about her imagination, what she created. But what, what were the specific episodes about? Well, there's all kinds of different episodes. There's 10 episodes, they're about seven and a half minutes each, and they all tell about, like, different treasures that she finds. Like, one time she saw a treasure that looked, that was like a scarf, and then she used it to play a pirate, and another time she found a paintbrush to fix a boat, and she used all kinds of different things and basically used them for different uses. I see. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about... Lily Driftwood Bay, Meet Lily. If you would like to see this, it is now on DVD. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog and teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice of America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Mac and Moxie from Encircle Entertainment. Thanks for listening. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.